Welcome to the Why Wait Podcast. My name is Julie. My name is Beth, and we are your hosts. We are two sisters who love life coaching and are ready to ask you the question, why wait? Life is precious, and too many times we hold back, have fear or believe thoughts that leave us waiting. We understand we've been there. Join us as we help you progress and find personal fulfillment through knowledge as we teach you tools that will enable you to love yourself more fully and improve your own life. No more waiting. Let's go. Hello. Okay. Before you listen to this upcoming episode, we wanted to give you a special announcement, a little heads up that we are going to be having our third retreat, February 9th through the 12th, 2024 in Lincoln City, Oregon. Just moments walk to the beach, to the Oregon beautiful coast. February happens to be one of the um, unknown beautiful times of the year on the Oregon coast. Not a lot of rain and just beautiful weather. So we have uh, reserved a beautiful coastal retreat home and we are looking for about 20 beautiful women to come share this time with us. And we're going to have a um, food prepared. We're going to have special speakers and it's going to be a little bit of a lighter feel of this retreat of uh, a girl's weekend. Uh, bring your family, bring your best friend, your girlfriends and um, come enjoy this time with us. We'll still have coaching exercise classes, like I said, beautiful food, and we would love you to um, come hang out with us. The link will be down in the notes of the podcast, or you can go to our website, bethandjulienewellcoaching.com, and all the info will be there. We'd love to have you there. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for jumping on our podcast, the Why Wait Podcast with Julie and I. I'm Hi. Beth. <laughs> it's Julie. Hi, I'm Julie. <laughs> Okay. So, um, we've been talking about what we wanted to share with you today on this podcast and, um, a situation happened with, um, one of my children recently that, um, really got me thinking. So today we wanted to talk to you about how to build your muscle for mo to be motivated. Um, okay. So I, I have a child that, um, He's over the years, he has purchased, um, different products, different programs, and he hasn't been able to shift what he's trying to change in his life through these purchases. And it's been, you know, thousands of dollars. I mean, not hundreds of thousands, but it's been thousands of dollars. He's trying and to better himself and he hasn't, he hasn't reached his result yet. Correct. And so we were on a phone call with this, this co male coach um, to talk to him about some things. And the male coach said something to him and it just hit me in my brain. He said, well, knowing that money is not your motivator, what is your motivator? And I realized, oh my gosh, you're right. Because all the times he's paid money to try different things to better himself, it's not made a it's made little small shifts, but not any major shifts that have changed the direction you would like to go. And I thought, what is the motivation if it's not the money? Now that's for his question, but I was asking myself, so what motivates me to work out every day? What motivates me to read my scriptures every day? What motivates me to keep my home in order and cleanliness? What motivates me to get up and get dressed like if no one's around me, I want to be made up in a nice outfit, my hair curled, my makeup on. 
You should so- see her right now. She looks beautiful. <laughs> no, don't actually. <laughs> I came back from a walk and my hair's up in a bun. But I just started asking the question. So Julie and I were talking about it. Like what motivates you in your life that like there's things that we want to change. Okay. For example, I have women that I've worked with and friends that are like, I want to work out. And in my head, I'm already like, I do it. It's just an automatic. I'm motivated to do it. So what is it that needs, did they need to do to build that muscle, to get the motivation, to do what they're saying they want to do? Yeah. So Julie. Yeah. And so as we talked about that, like we just kind of went back and forth, like, well, what motivates you and what motivates you to do this and that and that. And and it comes down to that. There are of course, different things that motivate us for different purposes, but, um, we wanted to break it down into digestible pieces so that you can assess your own life and try and put the pieces into play to get the motivation you want for the result that you want. Now, Here's, here's a, um, a little, what's it, what's it called? I can't even think a trial, a little quiz, a little, uh, one of my activity. Okay. Um, if you are in a relationship with someone right now and you love them, if it's a spouse, if it's a boyfriend, if it's a child and I told you and think about how much you love them right now in your head. And then I said to you, Hey, guess what? this person that you love is actually molesting your children or your nieces and nephews. And, and you, as you intake that information, your feelings about that person have just changed in an instant, right? From love and admiration to I'm going to kill you. And I want to get as far away from you as possible. So that I teach you to prove a point that usually what motivates us is our thoughts is it 85% of everything we do is driven by how we feel and how we feel is created by our thoughts. Now, the tricky part is, is a lot of the thoughts that motivate us are subconscious. We're not quite sure that we're thinking them. Does that make sense? Well, we don't even know we're thinking them. They're just there. it's It's a, it's a unconscious subconscious thought, right? Unconscious subconscious. So here's the trick that we're going to teach you. And we've taught it in past past podcast is pause, pivot, proceed. Now I wanted to share an experience of my life where I've like had that boom changing moment. And there have been quite a few, but, um, there's one when I was, I was in my twenties, probably 20 exactly that. Um, most of, you know, I've had gastric bypass surgery, but before that I didn't, and I could eat like a normal person. And I can remember one Thanksgiving I had overeaten and I was in so much pain. And I remember sitting at a movie theater and just like, you just want that pain to go away. And it was at that moment. So the pain of that moment and feeling how I felt something clicked in my brain. And I was like, I'm never going to do this again. And I can honestly say like, I have never felt that pain again since that moment. Now, was it just that quick experience that changed me? And I would, I would say no, because up until that point, there had to have been some unconscious, subconscious thoughts that I was thinking about. Like, I don't like what I look like, or I don't like how I'm eating the way I weigh. And then that experience is kind of what clicked and shifted my motivation to never do that again. And so if there's something in your life right now that you're wanting to change, we want you to pause 
and think about it. Think that question that Beth asked you, what is motivating you to want to make this change? Is it, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking. <laughs> is it, if it's weight, is it the way you look? Is it a comment someone made? Is it how you feel? If it's a relationship, do you want the relationship to get better? Are you trying to get out of that relationship? If it's um, money, do you want to make more money? Do you want to be better with your money? If it's your children, are you wanting better relationships with them? Are you wanting to help them in some way? So behind all of those results that you're wanting to make a change is usually because you're trying to feel better, right? So I just had a thought. <clears throat> I had, I just had something happen yesterday. I picked up Gannon from soccer practice and he got in the car and he told me how frustrated he was at his coach. And he told me what he told his coach, like, you're not doing the right things in practice. And if you would do this, we would do this. And I sat there in the car, blabbergasted. He told his he, coach this? Yes. <laughs> I love it. And so I was silent and I just drove and he was like, and I told him, well, you, you're acting like we're in college and we're not. And if you would just have us do these scrimmages or not do the scrimmages as Malala, he's just talking. And I'm like, my oh. mind is blown. Yeah. And we get home. He's like, mom, why aren't you talking to me? What's the matter? And I was like, nothing. I'm just thinking. And he's like, no, no, no. So we come in the house. He's like, mom, tell me, why are you being quiet right now? And I said, son, I can't believe you even had the audacity to think you could talk to your coach like that. Like you're 13 years old. He's in his thirties. He's been playing soccer since he was two years old. And okay. But I got to tell you what happened. All of a sudden the conversation switched from what I was sharing with him. And he's like, you don't love me. You don't think I'm good enough. You don't notice the good things that I do in this, in our family. Like <laughs> he just started telling me all of these feelings that had nothing to do with the soccer practice. You don't compliment me on my tests. You don't appreciate it. When I put my things away, you notice when I don't all of a sudden my head was like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> okay. But what this has to do with what we're talking about is I spent all of last night and this morning thinking that those words he just said to me motivated me because I realized that I think a lot of wonderful things about my kids, but I, I don't always verbalize them. And I started thinking about my older children and how I would think they were so great and I love the things they did, but I wouldn't necessarily say it to them. So I woke up this morning, I woke him up and I stood at the end of his bed and I said, I just want to tell you all these feelings I have about you. And I said, you're, you have shown me, I need to be more verbal with you guys, all of you. Anyway, that experience of him just throwing up on me, all his <laughs> feelings has motivated me as a mother that it's never too late. And I am going to be very verbal with my kids from here on out, because I grew up in a home that my parents didn't say those things. We didn't, and they didn't go, Oh, Beth, you're so great. Or you do this so well, or good job on this. No, it just didn't happen. And that's okay. I'm not bothered by it. That's just how it was. So I took that 
from my childhood, not thinking anything. And so now I'm extremely motivated from this point forward after hearing his cutting words that were true, right? In his mind, um, that I need to be more verbal and point things out so that they feel loved and valued by me. So that has built my motivation muscle to want to get it bigger and stronger. Okay. And as you're talking, I, I thought about the fact that usually no matter the goal you're looking for, there's pain somewhere, right? When he threw up on you, it, it caused a little bit of pain. And for us to write that wrong, for you to feel that, to clear some of that pain, you listened to it, you absorbed it, you paused, you pivoted, and you proceeded with a, with an action that will drive a better result. And so usually, and same thing with me, like when I chose to never overeat again, there was pain, there was pain emotionally, physically, mentally. And I made a decision and followed through with that because I had that strong emotion of pain to remind me, you don't want to do that again. And so sometimes when we're, when we are wanting a goal with an end result that maybe we have never felt before, it's hard to find the motivation to get there because all we can feel right now is that pain and your brain will teach you there could like, it's too scary. The unknown is a little too scary and it'll catastrophize for you. So it would rather keep you in the now pain than to have pain later on in life. And so in your pause, we want you to write down whatever goal or end result you want for Beth. She learned, I don't ever want my children to not think that I haven't said enough or that I don't feel these things for them. Right. So she paused and then in your, and she figured out, I need to, to write this wrong. And then in your pivot, you're going to try and find maybe the, the thoughts or you, you went back into your um, childhood and went, Oh, I think this is probably what has caused that. Right. So you're going to try and identify some of the key thoughts or factors that might be keeping you where you're at and decide how to flip those. Um, and then your proceed is going to be, you're going to put those things into action. But what we try and do a lot is we pause and proceed. We pause and proceed. We think, I don't like this, so I'm going to do that. And it's in that pivot, that, that time of thinking and clarifying, where's this all coming from? Or what is my motivation here? What is going to get me to, to drive is kind of what we miss and why I think you never quite get the end result a lot, or you always come back to the pause. And so there was another experience I had that I've shared before of quitting soda. I was a chronic soda drinker, kept it in my purse. And, um, there was, I, I had made a decision that I wanted to quit, that I was curious. I've heard this new word called, um, sober curious <laughs> where people are starting to be curious about what life could be like sober. So I was sober curious about soda and I spent six months just kind of processing it. I was spent six months in that pivot of, do I want to, do I need it? How does it taste? How do I feel? Um, what does it cost? And then it was my, I think he was three-year-old screaming at me that he wanted my soda was the, the pivot for me. I was like, and I'm done. Okay. There was the final nail in the hammerhead. And then I was able to just dissolve that out of my brain, but, um, the pausing, the pivoting, the proceeding, and really just trying to understand what is my motivation? Does it come from, so some really good motivators are pain, money, or love. Love will drive you 
to do lots of things. Pain will get you somewhere really fast. And money is always a great motivator. But as Beth described in this last experience, it's sometimes not the best one. And we keep throwing money at things, thinking it will get us to our end result because we've identified the pause. And then we just throw money at it to try and get our end result when we haven't spent enough time in the pivot. Well, and the thing I want to say about the pivot too, is you have to be honest with yourself. Mm. We don't want to be honest. We want to kind of hide the truth. And I had to ask myself, cause I was, re- at first when he said everything to me, I was like, I said, are you kidding me? Did you see yeah. my note I put in your lunch today? Do you see how many times I compliment you and find good? And I was like trying to justify, like, I can't believe you're telling me this, you know, with everything I do. And, and then I had to be really honest in that pivot. I was like, do I verbally tell my children what I'm thinking in my head about them? And the truth is I don't do it as frequently as I should. And one thing that I wanted to share with you, it's a quote that I actually heard today, listening to this podcast, comfort is the enemy of truth. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I didn't want to be comfortable, like thinking that I was right. And because I'm 49 and he's 13, it's my way or the highway. I didn't want to be comfort being the enemy of truth of really. So I had to be honest with myself. And I want you to know, it's very interesting because when I went to the end of the bed and I said, I am going to work better again. And I, I apologize to you. I I have done it the wrong way and I'm going to change it. Interestingly enough, about an hour ago, he doesn't have a cell phone, but he has an email at his school and he emailed me and in big capital letters, he said, I love you, mom. Hmm. So apologizing and being honest can really take away a lot of damage and pain that you might have caused or you're causing in your own life. So when you're in that pivot, you need to be honest with yourself. Don't deceive and lie and trick your mind. Sit down and and that pivot, be really, really honest because comfort is the enemy of truth. Um, I completely agree. And I do think taking, just take a little bit of time. Like we just are going so fast all the time, especially as moms, wives, women, we're just constantly going, 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 doing, trying to keep up. And when we pause literally in our lives and just have a quiet minute, if it's in your car, if it's, you wake up a little bit early in the morning or stay up a little late at night and actually put your brain to work with no distractions, you will come up with all of these answers for yourself and you will know what they are. And the last piece I would add is that, um, it, you are responsible for all of your own actions and all of your own results. Sometimes we like to blame others or, um, put credit where credit is due, but we can't control others. So if we need something in our lives or we want a result, it needs to be all on us. I was listening to a a business podcast. And this owner said, if, um, I looked at the results of our business and I, and I saw that our numbers were falling and I realized that those numbers started falling when I put this certain manager in place. And she said, how easy it would have been for me to go, Oh, look, it's all his fault. Right here, here it proves. And she goes, but honestly, it was my fault because I put him in as a manager and I put him in the wrong place, utilizing the wrong skills. He didn't have the skills to be in that spot. And that wasn't his fault. That was my fault. And so she paused, she looked at the results 
she decided what she wanted to do in that pivot and decided this is still a really good worker. It was my mistake. We put him over here, made a few movements, the business improved. Had she just fired the manager deciding it was his fault and then had to get a new manager and all that, she would have lost a really good worker. She would have lost more finance, financial loss because that would have taken time and then more time to train a new manager instead of taking it back on, on herself. And I love that aspect. If it's your weight, if it's your marriage, if it's your relationship with your children, what are the things that you can specifically do and think and in that pivot write down that can get you your end result in your proceed. And, um, as you write those things down or think about them and just take that quiet moment, I really think that is where your motivation will come from. You're building the muscle. Like as we teach you how to build the muscle of motivation, it's, it's doing the mind work of figuring out what is it that motivates you in this, in this particular scenario. And then what can I change in myself and in my thoughts and in my actions to get me more motivation to proceed forward for my result? Yeah. And I think too, sometimes you think I should be motivated mm-hmm. to go work out. I should be motivated to eat better. I should read my scriptures. And that's where you've got to stop. Mm-hmm. You need to decide truly where's your heart and why are you doing it? Um, and what do you and want? That's where the honesty comes in. You know, why are you wanting to be motivated to do this? What is it? Peer pressure? Is it your like this supposed to mentality? You know, um, that's, that's again, where the, the honesty comes in and your ability to kind of look at it and decide why you're really motivated to do it. I will tell you, I was coached once for losing weight. I wanted to lose weight. And they were like, well, why? And I was like, I don't know. And I'd heard something that said, you need to come up with a strong enough why. And I just didn't have one. And, um, and it was like, I remember her saying, you can do it just cause you want to, there doesn't need to be this, like, cause I'm going to die of a heart attack or I want to lose 20 pounds or I like all these really strong things. You can do it just cause it's fun. And the, and the other thing I'll add is sometimes it takes some time in the pause and the pivot to figure out what it is. Sometimes it will take a couple months where you'll just be stewing it over in your brain. You kind of take a, a pull out of your body, look at the situation and just kind of be curious of like, well, yeah, why do I really want to do this? And maybe it isn't for the right reasons or it's not actually the right thing. And that's why you're not motivated to do it. Right. And so it could spend some time in the pause and the pivot, take as long as it needs, but just don't ignore it. Be honest, write down those possibilities and then pick a way to proceed in our, yeah. Before we end, just, um, I want to reiterate the, these things don't happen in seconds or minutes or hours. Just like Julie said, the timing some of the things that I've been working on, I'm two years in with my mind work on my body and I'm still in that pivot and I'm, I'm proceeding slowly and surely, but you've got to be patient with yourself and things don't happen overnight sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, on, in the business side of things, we have just announced our new retreat. Um, the link will, again, will be down here in our thing. We're also offering, 30 minute sessions for new clients with Beth and I for a super great price. 
And um, in those sessions, it's just a really great time to bring a specific thing to us. Are you frustrated about a, about a goal in your life? Is there one relationship that's, that you're struggling with? Is there a job you want to apply for? And you're, you're not quite sure you have the confidence to get it. Is there a relationship with your children? That's a little rocky that we can help you see a little different. Um, sign up for that. Give it a try. You've got nothing to lose and we would love to help you. But other than that, we will see you next week. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today on our Why Wait podcast. If you want to share us with your family and friends, we would love it. The best way to do that is to leave us a review on iTunes or on any podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Also, as our gift to you, we have free Friday coaching every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The link will be in the show notes and we would love to see you there. Have a great week.